podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today's podcast is episode 135, and it's entitled, What do you do when you feel like your path keeps being delayed? Where this, path, where this uh, podcast episode comes from, I, I spoke to somebody this week, and I asked him, you know, I'd shared with him at a podcast, and he asked what it was about. Now, normally I'd kind of say something along the lines of, oh, it's about, you know, living your life journey or, you know, living your best guide to life or, you know, something, something along those lines. And instead, what I've started to do is I've started to ask people, if, if you don't mind me asking, if it's not too personal, can you share with me a little bit what's going on in your life? And I'll share with you how I feel it might help you. And this person shared with me how they felt their path kept being delayed. And I was like, you know what? I don't have an episode for that. <laughs> so here we go. Let's, let's see where this goes, guys. Okay, so what's coming up for me personally? We try to figure everything out. We got to stop trying to figure things out and let them unfold. There is a big difference. Like when you unfold a blanket, you have no idea if you've never seen the blanket before, what all the really cool designs on the blanket are going to be. And if it's a really large blanket, like a really large life, you're never going to know what's going to be on that. You know, so often we're trying to go through life, trying to have 2020 vision. We're trying to know everything that's going to happen as a result of our choices, but you don't know everything that's going to happen because one thing leads to another. It's like Sunday, I sat down to play some music, to play on the piano. And as I sat down and played a little bit of music, you know, I enjoyed myself. And then after a, not even that long, I just noticed there was a book on the piano. Then I picked up the book and I started reading it. And I really enjoyed it. Now, I want to share with you, like, the book was not perfectly written. There was plenty of times I got lost in the book. I'm like, oh, what is this individual talking about? Are they talking about an experience they had before? Are they talking about this chapter? It, it was not perfectly well written. But this individual had written a book, and certain elements of that book, certain words in that book had really hit me. Could I have known that I was going to sit down at the piano and all of a sudden I was going to see this book? No. Could I have known of all the, you know, the different things that I would learn from that book? No. Can you know what every action is going to do for you? No. Do you even fathom what action things are going to do? Probably not. You know, we look at the word delay as in something that essentially inconveniences us and slows my path down. 
you know, at the same time, I rem I remember stories being told before, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kind of think of the stories that resonate with you. But if somebody that was supposed to be at a certain place for a meeting, an appointment, or something of that nature, that ended up being delayed after delay, their alarm clock didn't go off, the traffic was bad, insert whatever other thing in here, only to finally reach their destination and realize if they had gotten there any sooner, they might have been, they would have been in an accident they would have been you know may, maybe something actually happened to the building itself and they were saved they were protected i mean i'm, I'm sure we've seen movies or books or things around the that nature that the delay actually saves somebody's life As I look at the delays in my own life, whether they, have, whether they were the will of Heavenly Father or whether they were, they were because of me being stubborn, they have really blessed my life. One of those, I started studying coaching when I was 18 years old. And immediately changed my life. Now, fast forward a little bit, I, I went on a mission from my church, and then after two years, I came home and from Brazil, and I just kind of, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. So I sat in my room, basically reading scriptures and journaling for like all day for a month. This is a real story. And finally, it occurred to me to go get a job at somewhere that I had connections with. And I enjoyed parts of that job. Well, it was interesting, and, and I guess some of these things I'm even realizing in this moment. You know, after that, I actually went, and I went to college, and I came back, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't go back working there. Not long after that, I okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slow down a bit. So through it, it was interesting at the at the the time that I got that job, one of my friends that was on my mission, he met the girl that he eventually married, and you know she was a great girl, wonderful girl. I went to their their wedding up in Oregon and. And yeah, it was wonderful and all that good stuff. Well, then a little bit later, my one of one of my my best friends from high school ended up getting married, and then my sister was getting married. And it was interesting because about that time I got engaged. I literally got unofficially engaged at my sister's wedding <laughs> or reception. The big party after the wedding. I was so, you know, drawn in with all the excitement and everything else. And, you know, fast forward, she actually, she, she had lived in a different state. And, after, and my, my, my dad had actually flown her in 
for the wedding because he figured, hey, if if Joseph's gonna be with this girl, then he, she might as well be at the, might as well be at, you know, his sister's wedding. And, you know, so we got unofficially engaged, and eventually, you know, she moved down from the state she was in to where to Arizona, where I lived, and. And, you know, and, and it was interesting because about that time, I just kind of quit. I was like, okay, cool. Well, if I'm getting, if I'm going to get married to this girl, then I have to get a quote unquote real job. So I went and got a, a job at University of Phoenix and did not love it. <laughs> did not love it in the slightest. And there's plenty of people that love working there for me personally. It was not my cup of tea. But it, what's interesting about it, I'm, I'm grateful to the University of Phoenix because about that time, my, one of my relatives started to go to a particular coaching training school. Now, I'd studied CDs and I loved CDs, but I hadn't gone to a professional school. And so I, I eventually went and I got trained in California and you know what paid for all that training yes that wonderful lovely job at University of Phoenix that I could share with you plenty of stories of that I did not like about coworkers and people you know carpooling and everything else under the sun but I am grateful you know then after that I I ended up I ended up loving the coaching training portion of that and the relationships that I created. And uh, all those wonderful experiences. And one of those people, at least, I still talk to every now and then. And they've been a great help in my life. One of those other people from that has already passed away. I mean, that was back in like 2007, guys. So we're talking quite a few years ago. And oh my goodness, when I was in that coaching training, I was one of the youngest people there. I, I thought I was the next, you know, Tony Robbins and I was going to become this big, big star in coaching. Well, guess what? After the coaching is done, after all those trainings were done, I had to go out and start a business. Now, if I would have known that starting a business, all it requires is going around and telling people, hey, this is what I'm up to. If you want to sit down for a coaching session, I'd be happy to do one for you. And if I would have done that, and if I would have just coached countless people, I would have probably done pretty well. But oh my goodness, I talked last week about the nagging voices in your head and whoo. The nagging voices in my head were crazy, crazy loud. As they are for a lot of us. No, Joseph, you got you, you to make money. You got to do this. You got to go out and talk to all these people. That's going to that's gonna be hard. So one answer to this question I asked in the beginning about delays Part of it, because we listen to the nagging voice in our head, 
instead of a still small voice. Yet the other part of that is because I didn't just start this ludicrously successful business as I thought I was going to back in 2007. I actually had some really amazing experiences. Like, I ended up going, you know, the next summer and becoming what's called a young performing missionary in this little city called Nauvoo where we performed the entire summer. And there were parts of that I really, really enjoyed. I would not change that experience for anything. I mean, getting to be in a place that is so important in our church history and perform all these shows and have so much fun. But even then, I had so many nagging voices in my head. It was so funny. Like, I, I, I was so upset the day we did auditions and I got like this super, super small part. I had thought I was really good at singing for whatever reason. I listened to that recording probably a few years ago and I still have it on my computer. It was so bad that the next time I talked to my director that had invited me to be in that show, I asked her, why in the world did you pick me? And you know what she said? It was because of the way you played guitar. When you played guitar, I knew you were supposed to be with us. <laughs> wow, so there's a little thing about me learning guitar years earlier and not even being very good, but just for whatever reason trying to play a song on the guitar for this audition got me there. And I had some wonderful experiences and then I got back and then I went, I went to traditional school because I was afraid. I'm not, I'm not telling you guys not to go to school, but what I would tell you is school is a business and they make a lot of money you know, the joke, one of the memes I've seen is, you know, go spend a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars a year or for your education so you can make 50 grand a year. I'm not telling you guys not to go. I'm just saying, go talk to the spirit and see if that's the right path for you. If you feel peace about something else, by all means, you can, you can do that. The Lord has a very specific purpose for you. He really does. And when I'm on purpose, like things de generally go better than when I'm not on purpose. You know, and, and so for me personally, like I am grateful for a couple of things that happened at school of, you know, some of the people that I met and connected with and, you know, some of the connections that I have from school. But I did not love college. I didn't love high school. I didn't love most school. And just checking in with you guys, I mean, what's, what's occurred to me at least to do for part of today, share with you my journey so you can see all the different challenges and trials and things that I've experienced in my life. You know, and it was interesting when I was in school, though, because if I was going to be in school, I wanted to be in the business school. And it was interesting. I, I will also share that when I was in college, there was a girl I was interested in that did not go to my school. And I actually considered going to a much lesser school. I'm not going to say the name, but a much lesser school to go take a shot with that person. 
And that was not the right choice to take. And so I, I did not end up, you know, going forward with that choice. And I'm very grateful for that. You know, it was interesting while I was in school as well. Um, I, I, uh, you know, my dad told me to have a lot of fun in school. And so I worried more about fun than I did anything else. And, and I will share, like, I, I love my dad. I love my parents. They, they are so patient and loving with me and amazing. I will share, sometimes I take some of their advice too seriously. I think what he would have meant to say is, hey, have fun, but yeah, also do your work. So anyways, I didn't do some of the work that was required and necessary when I was in college. And so when it come t came time to get into the business school, I, I required heavenly help. That is the only way I can put it. In statistics, which I probably wouldn't have hated if I actually tried, but I hate being forced to do anything unless it's remotely interesting to me. I just don't do very well when that happens. And so I got a C plus in statistics. Like, that's almost impossible to get into the business school with a C plus. And I thought for sure I would have to retake it. And I remember that day in church, the teacher had actually given a lesson on fasting. And so I fasted and I prayed that I would get in if I was supposed to be in there. And I still remember getting that, getting that email that said, hey, you're in. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? I don't, I don't deserve this. Oh, not to mention, I just happened to be walking one day and some random kid, I kid you not, mentioned to me there was this strategy program in the business school. It was the only one of its kind, other than maybe one university in the entire country that taught strategy to undergrads. And for whatever reason, walking across the street one day, I just happened to see this kid. It happened to say, hey, there's this strategy program. Well, if there's one program that's even close to anything that I do now, it's strategy. And I got in. Now, now, like, it, <laughs> this was years ago, guys. This was like 2010 or so. Um, now there's no way in the world I could get in the strategy program. Well, with, with Heavenly Father's help, anything's possible. But I, I, I would have even made him work pretty hard to get me in the strategy program. Like, it's, it's very, very prestigious, and it's very hard to get into. At the, I, I went to BYU the, at the Marriott School of Management. You know... And it was interesting because for so long, it, when I was in school, there, there was a song. You guys can probably look it up on YouTube, but it's called, What is My Mission in Life? And I would sing this at the top of my lungs, not knowing where I was supposed to go. But I was thinking so hard. And then I remember one specific day I was out selling this particular product. 
door to door. And as I was selling it door to door, I ended up talking with this person about their life, their dreams, their hopes, their everything. And I walked outside afterwards. I don't remember if I made the sale or not. Nor do I care. But I had the most beautiful feeling come over me. It was amazing. The spirit was just like, yeah, you might want to look in this direction, Joseph. And I don't remember if I saw it at the time, like the depth of that. Guess I will tell you, I love what I do now. I don't think I would have loved consulting. It was, it was a decent degree compared to all the other ones I probably could have got. And it was where I was meant to be. And Oh, the other part of that story I was going to tell you guys is I, I don't remember the exact time frame of this experience, but it was before I'd gotten into the business school. So sometime between the two years or, or so I'd started that I was walking through the business building and I had the most, I had this feeling like you will be here. It was just very, very matter of fact. And God kept his word. He kept his promise. I just knew. Like, we, we have this inner knowing that I talk about, about the right step to take, and we're so worried about how it's going to work out. You know, I remember, you know, even when I was get, getting to school, I was so worried about finding a place to stay because I had just kind of gone up there. And as I was there, I, I went and I checked out these certain apartments. And this kid was trying to sell his contract. And I actually looked at what he was trying to sell. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm living here. It didn't feel right. And then another place opened up. And I think at least for this circumstance, it turned out to be a good place for me. And I'm still, I still have one of my best friends from college that I met by living at that place. Who I also happened to help him, I dragged him to a fireside where he met a, um, a fireside is this, this uh, big, this time where somebody speaks to you for an hour or so. And so I, I, I dragged him to the fireside where he met his wife. <laughs> so... You know, I, I don't know how everything works, guys. But I know my friend's grateful I dragged him to that fireside. I know that God knows each of you. He knows who you are. And he knows who he wants you to help out. Maybe your delays are to be able to help other people. Like, I had this experience where I was making random cold calls. and ended up talking to this really awesome person. It was a chiropractor out of, out of California. And they said something really interesting. I said, Joseph, maybe at this time in your life, you can't be married to be able to fulfill your mission. And it really landed with me. Well, not, not terribly long ago, you know, some 
So some people that know me that are you know a little bit older sometimes give me a little bit of a hard time about not being married in 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 a fun in like a you know a kind way not not a mean way. And you know we were kind of talking and I shared some experiences with her and she said the exact same thing. Basically, maybe you're just not. And she didn't know about what the other person had said. And, and somebody, especially in my church, saying, hey, maybe it's just not the right time when you're already 38 is not going to happen generally. But she said the same thing. We, we try to think in finite terms. We think in finite time space as like, oh, I have to have this thing by this time or else. I apologize, guys. I'm, I'm in an industrial park recording this where my friend's office building is. So if you hear any super loud noises in the background, I apologize. They shouldn't last very long. What if you stop trying to figure it out and just got engaged in your life in this space that you're in? I mean, I shared quite a bit of my journey today to hopefully share with you guys some delays and things that have actually been for the benefit of others and my own. One of the other biggest benefits of me not succeeding in traditional coaching was the stuff I came across six years ago massively changed my life. And it's not about do, 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 do more, 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 more. It's about get intentional, start listening and follow the guidance that you receive, which is what I've been taught ever since I was, well, at least, you know, in in the faith that I, I belong to, like ever since I was little, that's what the scriptures talk about. Listen, follow, and you're blessed. So because life doesn't look like it's unfolding for you in the way you want it to, doesn't matter. It's going to unfold the way it's going to unfold. And and like I said, with a a giant blanket where you've never seen it before, you're going to have no idea what's going to be on the inside of that unfolding. That's why I love the word, word unfold. Let your life unfold. Stop worrying about, well, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Well, if you check in with Heavenly Father and it says, hey, you're good, and you say, hey, what's my next step? It's like, go do this. Then go do it. If you stop worrying about living, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say this because there's a phrase I'm so sick of hearing, and it's living your best life. <laughs> I think it is so overused. Because it's not about us living our best life. It's about us living our guided life. When I live my guided life, Heavenly Father shows up in spades helping me. Oh, you need this? Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh my goodness, guys. Some of, like, the the other thing I will share is now the, the coaching that I do helps people get more in tune with this inner still small voice with themselves connecting with heavenly father. And and do you know how many times even in a conversation, I sometimes say, I don't know what to do, but I can point you to heavenly father who does. And that is the most powerful thing is I know where to look. I know where to point people to. I know how to help them see it. If I would have become successful in the raw, raw, raw coaching, I would have just become like everybody else. 
Guys, I am, there are things that I want in my life, but I am happy. There are opportunities that will be given to me in the future, but I am happy. And I mean, I can't even begin to tell you all the other experiences that I've had. But they've been awesome. I mean, you got to stop worrying about how things connect. It's like, after school, I felt super lost. I felt so lost after college. I was scared to start a coaching business. I wasn't sure what to do. I mostly played video games and watched Netflix all day long, truthfully. I had this giant, giant TV. And I just literally sat in my room and watched Netflix and played video games. And then the summer came along and my, my parents either said something or I felt something. I, I, I truly don't remember about doing this pageant called the Hilkamura pageant. It's a large outdoor theater production, which I'd done when I was younger. And I was like, okay, well, let's reach out to my friend and see if I can even, if I can get in. Cause I had, I had friends that helped run the pageant and, you know, I basically, you know, use my, use my special card and say, Hey, can I get in <laughs> my special card? Meaning my, my relationship with these people. And I called one of them and he's like, dude, I can't, I can't help you. This is the 75th anniversary cast. Like nobody, I, I couldn't, I can't get in hardly anybody. But if you feel like this is what you're guided to do, then here's the, here's the person you need to email. And I did. I said, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to be there. You know, what do you think? Now, guys, this was less than a month away from this starting. People send in their applications like eight or, eight or more months in advance to do this. And I, and I still remember where I was. I was lifting... I was lifting weights at LA Fitness. I still remember the machine I was on. And I remember the exercise I was doing. In, in case you want to know, it was the, uh, the, the, the tricep with the cable pu pu push downs uh, with a bar. And, uh, and I saw my email and it said, Joseph, we don't do this. We never do this but you're supposed to be here. And guys, that pageant and the connections that I made and the friendships that I've made, because I didn't just go in 2012. I went in 13, 14, 15, and 16, and I'd already gone in 02 and 03. That transformed my life. Some of the most sacred experiences I've ever had in my life happened right there or right around there. Some people probably would have thought, oh, well, you know, you should have been working. You should have been doing something. You should have been, you know, insert whatever here. Well, funny enough, that's the experience that got me back on track in life. Got me back on track in the sense of I was one of the, I was one of the, 
main characters and another one of the main characters was there and he'd started this business and so we started doing a little bit of work together and we sold these cards and we decided to join a networking group and so we joined this particular networking group and right when i walk in there's a there was a member of the church that i'd had worked with me in that group and when i introduced myself when i'd been officially become a, a member of the group i casually said i do coaching even though I, re- I sold this card thinking if I could, you know, just sit with these people and talk to them that I'd be fine. And, and it was interesting because the next day I had a girl from that group reach out to me and say, hey, will you help me? Will you coach me? And then I had to go back to my own coach and say, how does this work? How do I do this? What do I have to do? You see, we never know what we have to do until we actually get it. So we were actually presented with the opportunity. Well, I helped her double her business in six months that she'd had for two years. And then somebody else that was connected with her reached out and other people. And so what, what if I would have gotten a regular full-time job right when I finished college? I would not have been at that pageant. And I would not have gone every subsequent year, which I had many experiences there that transformed my life and connections that transformed my life. Not to mention people that I've even worked with from those experiences. And I'm, that I'm greatly helping them transform their lives. Your life is not about you. Your life is about others. And if you feel like you're being delayed right now, maybe there's something right now in front of you that you need to be doing. I don't know what it is, guys. But being anxiously engaged in your life and listening to the Spirit at the same time. You know, it's checking in with yourself. It's, It's checking in and saying, okay, what am I feeling right now? I'm I'm so grateful that I did not become successful doing the rah 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 coaching. Because yes, sometimes it can be fun, but I mean how much cooler is it that I can point people to their inner knowing, their inner guidance that comes from a loving heavenly father? That points them that direction. Not to mention, guys, at that time, like just being fully honest, I, up until about six or seven years ago, I was not somebody that actively sat down every day and, and read my scriptures, read the Book of Mormon. Like, I didn't. I, I read it intermittently. And with a certain level of fame, not, not that I'm at that level now or anywhere close. Come a lot of challenges and opportunities. Some opportunities are good and some opportunities are not good. I, I remember listening to Sting's, Sting's biography, or a little, a little version of it. 
And he said how he was grateful he did not became fa- become famous any sooner because he couldn't have handled it. You know, the Lord knows what he's doing, and I, I have to make sure my house is stable. I have to make sure my foundation is sure. Because otherwise, when you're feeling a little bit low and that big temptation comes at you, you could do things you're going to regret. I am so grateful for the delays that I've had in my life. And my hope is, as you guys have been listening to this today, that you've seen how the delays in your life have actually been a blessing. Now, there is another type of delay. It's the delay where you sit and do nothing. And Will Rogers said, even if you're on the right right track, if you're just sitting there, you're going to get run over. So if you're not doing if you're not putting any time and intention towards what you need to be, then start. You know, there's a great video by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think it was on a YouTube channel called Motivational Hub or something like that, but it talks about vision. But one of the things that really hit me is he spent five to six hours a day in the gym. Guys, you spend five to six hours a day doing almost anything intentionally you're going to be blown away at what's going to happen in your life. Like truly, truly blown away at what's going to happen. We spend so much more time playing with our thoughts and entertaining our thoughts instead of just letting our thoughts be. Every one of you has the privilege and opportunity to follow your inner guidance, to do the best you can to follow it, and... And stop worrying so much about how your journey is going. If you dig up a seed every day to see how it's growing, it's going to die and you're not going to see very much. You are a seed and you have been planted. And if you need some comfort, one of the most comforting songs that I have ever listened to in my entire life is that of Glorious Unfolding by Stephen Curtis Chapman. If I could tell you guys how many days that song has gotten me through, it would blow you away. I can't, I don't even know. God is creating you for something so great, so magnificent, and so amazing. Stop being so attached to your own ideas that you don't listen. I I think one of the other reasons I will share is We have all these nagging voices in our head that I talked about last week. It's like, oh, I should be going farther. I should be going faster. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. No, you should be, get anxiously engaged, but listen about the guide, about the, the direction you're going. Heavenly father will tell you, he tells you through peace. Hey, you're, you're good. Even on the days that are hard, even on the rough days, he'll still say, Hey, you're doing good. Keep going. And other times they'll say, I want, you to, I want you to start doing this action more. And then it's up to you what you, what you decide to do with it. So bottom line, why are we being delayed? Because Heavenly Father has something that he needs you to be doing right now. And I believe the quicker we do what Heavenly Father wants us to do, 
the quicker more opportunities open up. You know, it's like a, you know, a super high person in the military giving, they're going to start off giving pretty mediocre orders to somebody at the bottom. But then as they see they're listening, they're going to get higher orders and better orders and better commands and better commands until they're starting to get their best stuff. Why do the, why do the same people get the best ideas given to them? Because they're willing to do something with them. And whatever it is you're struggling with, guys, this is not me saying, you need to do more. This is me saying to be still and know that God is God and that he can do so much. It was, it was interesting, my, my little nephew, we happened to be watching this little video about, you know, one of those little Bible stories type thing about Gideon. Well, Gideon started off with a certain amount of men. I think it was like 10,000. Then went down and then went down until it was like 300 men. And they won. God is a God of the impossible. And it's my goal to help you guys realize how much more possible your life is. But when you think about something, you're beginning to create that. If you plant seeds of doubt, that's what will be created. If you plant seeds of faith, that's what will be created. And if you start having a little bit more humor with your direction and where you're, what you're doing and where you're going, and just press through. If it's just all that noise in your head like we talked about last week, just keep pressing through. Keep going. And so now that we've had this exploration, what would I tell my friend that I met this last week? I would tell him, be patient with yourself. Your journey is unfolding. And also ask the Lord if there's anything that he would have you be doing. And then get anxiously engaged in those things in your life that you really want to be engaged in. It doesn't matter how much time you've missed. It's like I was a, wait, my, my nephew has a batting cage in their backyard. And so we, I decided to you know, go out there and hit with him. And I was surprised. Like we put it on the max speed and I was destroying the ball. And I'm like, man, this would have been so fun if I would have kind of kept with this when I was younger. Or even now, I haven't played even softball in years. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, do you want to do that now? It's like, yeah, I think I think I might. You know, and so let yourself be patient with yourself. There, there's so much more about my journey that of ebbs and flows, but you know, I, I feel like I've I've shared enough with you guys to hopefully just spark in each of you. Hey, be patient. Life's unfolding. Some of those things that you're worried about not working. It's going to be huge blessings that they don't work. And then just listen and be still. And whatever you felt guided to do as a result of listening today, go do it. And, and also share this with somebody else that feels like you know, their life is being delayed at the present moment. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, 
One of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.